Hello and welcome to the Royal Tribe Church Podcast. We are a church poised with a vision of enabling individuals to discover their identity in Christ through sound biblical teaching. The sermon you're about to listen to is part of a sermon series titled Courageous by Uche Ojuku. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Um, So we've been looking at this series the past couple of weeks um, and uh, of Courageous. And we started off talking about Courageous Deeds and how we go about life really being as courageous as we ought to. Um, And last week we talked about Courageous Prayers and how we ought to be bold in our requests to God, how we ought to be bold in our prayers to God, how we ought to take that leap of step, take that leap of faith and start asking God and start being a little bit more bold when we speak to God because he indeed is everything and today we're taking it a bit farther and we're talking about courageous sacrifice courageous sacrifice I just want to read from Mark chapter 14 from verse 1 Mark chapter 14 from verse 1 The Bible says, Mark chapter 14 from verse 1, reading from the NLT translation. The Bible says, The Passover and the Feast of Unliving Bread were only two days away. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were plotting to arrest Jesus secretly. They wanted to kill him. But not during the feast, they said. The people may stir up trouble. Verse 3. Jesus was in Bethany. He was at a table in the home of Simon who had a skin disease. A woman came with a special seal jar. It contained very expensive perfume made out of pure nard. She broke the jar open and poured the perfume on Jesus' head. Verse 4. Some of the people there became angry. They said to one another, why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's pay. The money could have been given to the poor people. So they found fault with the woman. Verse 6. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. You would always have poor people with you. You can help them anytime you want to, but you would, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body to prepare me to be buried. What I'm about to tell you is true. What she has done will be told anywhere the good news is preached all over the world. It will be told in memory of her. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. So we're looking at courageous sacrifice today. Um, And As I've been really just trying to research and study around and look around and also think around my own life as well about how um, obviously when you're preparing a sermon, you want to ensure that you've kind of like implemented it in your life in some way else. Um, 
it would be a bit of hypocrisy, wouldn't it? Um, so trying to think about in my own life times when um, I've also tried as much as possible to implement the things that I've, I've read um, of the scripture. But this story really interests me a lot because we see a woman here who, and I really try to look around her background. We see a woman here, Jesus goes to someone's house and this woman comes with such an expensive perfume that every single person who was there began to blame her and ask her, why would you pour such perfume on Jesus? When we look at courageous sacrifice and how she poured all of that, there are many things she could have done with it. And I'm sure there are many things we can think to ourselves that surely she could have done with the money that came from that. But when we think of courageous sacrifice, when we say courageous sacrifice, what exactly does it mean? Just to give a brief definition, courageous sacrifice is boldly giving up something for the greater good. Courageous sacrifice is boldly giving up something for a greater good. Whatever that good may be, as an expression of love for God and man. Boldly giving up something for a greater good. Boldly giving up something for a greater good. Boldly giving, us, giving up something for a greater good. Boldly giving up something for a greater good. Today, the greater good we're looking at is the good of the gospel, the good of God, the good of the kingdom of heaven. Boldly giving up something for the greater good. Sacrifice isn't just something you give up. Because you could give up something that really doesn't cost you anything. Most of the times when you really want to make such courageous sacrifices... You, what your heart thinks or, and what your mind actually tells you are often two different things. Because normally when you have the Spirit of God living in you, your heart will want to act based on the Word of God that you read. Your heart will want to act based on what the Holy Spirit is telling you. But most of the times, because our minds are continually renewed, right? So most of the times, so sometimes your mind may not necessarily be telling you the same things that your heart is telling you. So your mind sometimes cannot make sense of what your heart is telling you. And this is often what happens when you want to make a courageous sacrifice. Your mind tells you it doesn't make sense, but your heart is telling you it makes faith. So your heart tells you this is faith, but your mind tells you this doesn't make sense. Your heart tells you this is faith, but your mind tells you this doesn't make sense. Should you really make such sacrifice? There are a million other ways you can go about it without making the kind of sacrifice. What that sacrifice is, is giving up something for a greater good. Giving up something that costs you for a greater good. Most of the times the mind cannot make sense of sacrifice. If you look at our lives, so look at your life, even as a Christian, most of the times the things that we do, even as Christians, other people cannot make sense of it, right? You resume walk back on Monday and you tell, and they ask you, how was your weekend? And you, and you look back and maybe, for example, you were in church on Sunday and you tell them, oh, I spend all my day in church on Sunday and they can't make sense of it. Or you lift up your hands in worship and you're just worshiping God, giving him a sacrifice of praise or a sacrifice of worship. And if you tell someone else, someone who does not understand or who does not have a grasp of the things of the gospel, they can't make sense of it. When you give sacrifice, most of the times the mind can't make sense of it. Courageous sacrifice is something that the mind most times cannot make sense of. Courageous sacrifice must cost us something in the way that we live. 
courageous sacrifice must cost you something in the way that you live. Giving up something for a greater good. Giving up something that you love or cherish for something that you love or cherish more. Giving up something that you love or cherish for something that you love or cherish more. We look all through the Old Testament and we really, really see how, you know, a number of times in the Old Testament, God really demanded that they sacrifice for most of the things that they did. God was speaking to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 16 and he said three times a year all your men must gather and they must make sacrifices. Whenever the people of God wanted to gather, they had to make a sacrifice. And then we look at in the new age where we are now in the dispensation of grace and most of the times it's easy to say to ourselves that yes, sacrifice was a thing that they did then in the past for God but now that we're under this dispensation of grace, how does this sacrifice then come into being? And if you look through the New Testament, you see this time and again where the Bible talks about the sacrifice of praise. The Bible talks about the sacrifice of prayer. The Bible talks about the sacrifice of your time. And then the Bible talks about the sacrifice of your resources. The sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of prayer, the sacrifice of your time, and the sacrifice of your resources. And in order to honor God, we must make sacrifices. It may not be the same way they made it in the Old Testament. But if you want to live a successful Christian life and you want to go through a successful Christian journey and you want to improve your faith and your walk with God, you have to make sacrifices. Whether you're sacrificing, giving him a sacrifice of praise, whether you're giving him a sacrifice of prayer, whether you're sacrificing your time or you're sacrificing your resources. All through the New Testament, we see time and again that the key to receiving is often giving. The key to ruling and being on top is often being a servant. The key to promotion is often being humble. The key to experiencing God's glory is dying to ourselves daily. Most of the times when we make courageous sacrifices, our mind cannot make sense of it. And when we go through life, we must really ask ourselves that what exactly am I sacrificing for the greater good? We look through our lives and most of the times, no matter how much prophecies have come upon you, the honest truth is there are times that you really need to let go of stuff. God is looking to call people who will be extraordinary to him, who will be extraordinary for his kingdom. But we need to let go of some things. We need to give up some things that we do. And sometimes giving up something might be giving up your time, setting up time aside that you want to pray. Or you think that your life will go in the same direction as everybody's, every other person's life. Say, for example, you set out three hours every night to pray. You can't, your life cannot be on the same trajectory as every other person on earth. It can't be. Well, sometimes so you just set out two hours every, every day to just praise God. Your life cannot go in the same trajectory as every single person here on earth. No, it's a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice of prayer. Giving your time to God day in and day out. In order to get the best of God, we must make sacrifices in our lives. But the honest truth we must ask ourselves is what sacrifice are we making in our lives? Do we wake up every morning and then we say to ourselves, well, yeah, I woke up late, so today is not the day that I started the Bible. What is it costing us to really serve God? What's it costing us to truly, truly know God and know Him in His entirety? 
What are we putting aside? God is looking for people that he's willing to, he wants to call people that will set themselves aside. Set themselves aside from every other thing. Making him top priority in every single part of our lives. God is looking for people who will be full-time Christians. You know, I, was, I often say to people that you, until you come to the understanding that first of all, you are a Christian before you're anything else. Hello? When you give your life to Christ, you are a Christian first. Your first identity is now as a Christian. Christian not in the religious term, but Christian in the sense of being, having a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. You are a Christian first. Before you are a doctor. You are a Christian first before you have a job. You are a Christian first before you have a family. You are a Christian first. Your, your relationship with God becomes top priority. And you, you can't be a Christian unconsciously. You can't go about a successful Christian life unconsciously. It's something that you keep in your consciousness. With the things you say, with the things you do. It has to be in your consciousness because we live in a world that tries to push us away from the gospel. So having that consciousness in yourself that I am a Christian first before I am anything else. We're then able to make daily sacrifices to God. Sacrificing our time, sacrificing our resources, making sacrifices of praise and prayer to Him on a consistent basis. What then is the foundational root of sacrifice? Because the reason why we make a sacrifice is just as important as your sacrifice. And I don't want us to think of sacrifice in the sense of... Most of the times people think of sacrifice only in financial terms, to be honest. Well, I give heavily to church. Well, I give heavily to the body of Christ. That's great and that's part of it. But that's not all of it. We need to ensure that our entire lives are being dedicated to Him. And we must ask ourselves daily that what am I sacrificing? What part of my life am I truly giving to God? What part of my life am I truly giving to God? What is the foundational root of sacrifice? Foundational root of sacrifice. Firstly, sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of encounter. Sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of encounter. Sacrifice comes out of a place of encounter. We read the story of the woman who just went and decided to pour something out to God, decided to pour a, an expensive perfume to the point where every single person around her was pissed off. Why would you do that sort of thing? And I began to wonder actually, why would she actually do that kind of thing? But to really understand why she would do that, we need to take a backstory to understand what she had just been through. To really understand why she would do that. What kind of encounter did she have that she would come to the place of God's presence and do that sort of thing? It definitely would have been sacrificed for her. Or has anybody else ever taken their entire yearly wage and given it to God? Anybody here? Maybe someone online. If you have, please tell us in the comment section. We need your faith. Maybe you should be the one taking this sermon, to be honest. So if you think about how much you earn a year, think about it. Because when you read, when I read stories like this in the Bible, I like putting myself in their shoes. 
If somebody came and actually told you that, Ooh, or you actually saw that somebody gave their entire yearly wage, something that was worth their entire yearly wage, not month, not what they are going to be paid at the end of the month, the entire year, meaning that obviously she had been saving it. She had, she had obviously saved this for time on and then bought that. It was then worth an entire year's wage. Your yearly income, when you got the job, the amount that they wrote that you earn, not the one that they give you after HMRC have performed. She gave it out and poured it out to God. Let's be honest with ourselves. Wouldn't you too be angry if you had actually heard that somebody did that sort of thing? Wouldn't you say to yourself, but hold on. <laughs> hold on here. So to really understand what exactly this woman, why she did this, we need to take a backstory to understand the encounter because sometimes courageous sacrifice comes out of a place of encounter. And in order to do that, we need to go to John chapter 12. John chapter 12 is the same story that is being told by Luke, but we want to take a look at John because John gives us a very good backstory about this. He gives us a very good story about this. And I read from verse 1, John chapter 12. This is what it says. It says, six days before the Passover. This is the exact same story we read before. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived at Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made of essence of nard and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. So hold on a minute. This was the same Mary who was the sister of Lazarus. This was the same Lazarus who was dead for days. This was the same Mary who went back to Jesus when Lazarus was sick and he told Jesus that you should come heal my brother. And when Jesus eventually arrived and Lazarus was dead, what did Mary say to Jesus in the, in the chapter that actually just precedes this? Mary said to Jesus, if you had been here earlier, this, he would not have died. And what does Jesus do? Jesus resurrects Lazarus and they go to the feast. So Mary was coming from a point where all of a sudden she suddenly had a realization that hold on, this is Jesus, the beginning and the end. This is Jesus, the one who was, who is and who is to come. This is Jesus, the one who raises people from the dead. This is Jesus, the one who has taken away my sorrow and has now given me joy because my brother who was dead for four days is now alive. So I'm going to sacrifice all I am and all that I have because I have an understanding now of who he is. I've just had an encounter with this Jesus. This Jesus has just turned my situation. This Jesus has just changed my story. This Jesus has just taken away that which hurts me so much. And he's turned it all around for my good. So therefore, I'm going to lay at his feet and sacrifice all that I have. She was making a sacrifice out of an encounter. Courageous sacrifice sometimes comes out of an encounter. And I don't know if you've been there before. 
When you're being pushed all against the wall and it just seems as if nothing can ever turn the situation around. And you look around and it just seems like I can never get out of this place. And you're calling to God, but it just seems like God is not showing up. And it just seems like, what can I do right here in this spot? How can I change my mentality? How can I turn around this situation? There's nobody around me that can help me. And God shows up. And God delivers you and he proves to himself that he's Jehovah Jireh. He proves to himself that he's Jehovah Nisi. He proves to himself that he's the beginning and the end. And he turns your situation around. And so you come all to him and you're like, God, I would give you anything because you've changed my story. I would give you all that I am and all that I have. Why? Because I've had an encounter with you that nobody else can understand. None of the people there in that house could really, really understand the encounter that Mary had just had. Courageous sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of encounter. When you've encountered Jesus and you've encountered all that he is. And so you come pour yourself out. You see, when I see people sometimes give a testimony and they come and they roll on the floor and some of them do some crazy things and it's easy to think to yourself, why is this person doing this sort of things? You've not had the encounter that that person has had. You've not had the encounter that that person has had. Courageous sacrifice sometimes comes from a place of encounter. Secondly, sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expression. Sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expression. Expressing a desperation concerning a particular situation. Expressing, this could be expressing a desperation out of a particular situation. We see it numerous times in the Bible. We're not going to read the scripture, but we see the story of Hannah. Hannah had been looking for a child for so, much, for so long. And Hannah said, I would, go to the, I would go to the temple. The Bible said Hannah went to the temple daily and made sacrifices. It was out of an expression of desperation that, dear Lord, I've been in this situation for too long. Dear Lord, I need you to show up now and turn this situation around. She was going there daily to make that sacrifice. Courageous sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expression. It could be an expression of desperation. It could also be an expression of love. It could also be an expression of love. I love the story of Solomon in First Kings. First Kings chapter 3 actually. Let's just look at that particular verse. First Kings chapter 3. I read verse 3 only. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 3. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 3. This is what it says. It says, Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense to the local places of worship. He loved the Lord so much. He loved the Lord so much. Sacrifice can come out of a place of love. That dear Lord, I just understand, I just feel with your intense love. Sometimes it can come out of an, an, an expression of desperation, like we said. And the Bible talks about Hannah thereafter. Hannah had given birth to a baby. Hannah took care of the baby so much and then went and presented into the temple and showed she was giving God her best. You cannot love without sacrifice. You cannot love without sacrifice. You cannot love without sacrifice. A mother will sacrifice every single thing for her baby. Why? Because of her love. A father too actually sacrificed, to be honest. 
You cannot love without sacrifice. Number three, sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expectation. Sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expectation. When you make a sacrifice because you know, like we said, sacrificing boldly, boldly laying down something for the greater good. You have that expectation. You're sacrificing for that expectation. Uh, dear Lord, I make this sacrifice to you today because I know and I, I have a grand expectation in my heart that this is what you're going to do. I have that grand expectation in my heart and that faith that this situation is going to get turned around. I have the expectation that you are going to show up in this situation. Sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expectation as well. Sacrifice sometimes comes out of a place of expectation. Amen. Amen. Someone is being blessed in Jesus' name. Irrespective of the sacrifice that you give, we must learn because when we, when we walk with God, you can't walk with God one leg in and one leg out. You can't walk with God partially. The thing about relationship with God is you've got to give Him all for you to really enjoy everything he offers. If you serve God partially or with a half-hearted heart, you might as well not do it. That's the honest truth. You, if you do it partially and somebody who doesn't do it at all, they, they are the same thing. As we round up, let's just look briefly at the characteristics of Courageous sacrifice. Characteristics of courageous sacrifice. Characteristics of courageous sacrifice. Amen. Number one, sacrifice involves a refusal to offer what costs you nothing. Sacrifice involves a refusal to offer what costs you nothing. Sacrifice involves a refusal to offer what costs you nothing. It's not sacrifice if it doesn't cost you something. It's not sacrifice if it doesn't cost you something. It's not sacrifice if it doesn't cost you something. I love First Chronicles chapter 21. First Chronicles chapter 21, we see the story of David and the Bible says in First Chronicles chapter 21 and the entire chapter right there, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but the Bible is talking about David and the Bible says um, David had gone and done something that God didn't tell him to do. He went and he counted and took a census and therefore there was now a plague that then came upon the children of Israel. And so the prophet had then gone to him and told him that, look, this is, God had actually, the Lord then told him that this is what you need to do to get the plague off. And so he was then to make a sacrifice. But this is what happens. We read from verse 22. David said to Aranua, let me buy threshing flour from you at his full price. Then I would build an altar to the Lord here so that he would stop the plague. 
this was he wanted to offer and sacrifice so that the plague would then stop. 23 says, Take it, my lord, the king, and use it as you wish. I would give the oxen for the burnt offering and the threshing boards for wood to build a fire on the altar and the wheat for the grain offering. I would give it all to you. He was offering to give David everything. He was offering to give David everything for free. Put yourself in that situation. For example, the Lord tells you to buy a massive bus for the church. He tells you to buy a massive bus for the church. And you're like, God, I don't think I can do this. But then you decide to just go and find out how much it is in the dealership. Hello, are we together? You go to the dealership and you ask them, how much is this? They say, brand new one, 100K, but we'll give it to you for free. Would you not say that God has just answered your prayer? This is exactly the situation David was. He wanted to make a sacrifice to God and he goes to buy the items he wants to purchase the items that he's going to use to make the sacrifice. And just as he's talking and asking the person, how much is it? The person says to him, I will give it to you for free. Take it and go make the sacrifice you want to make. What does David then say? Verse 24. But King David replied to Aranoah, No, I insist on buying it for the full price. I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. I will, not pre I will not present burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. I will not present burnt offerings that has, that has cost me nothing. The life that God has destined for you, the life that God has destined for me will never come to pass if you aren't willing to sacrifice something that really costs you. Courageous sacrifice is something that costs you. It may cost you your sleep for days because that is courageous sacrifice. In paradventure, it may cost you your monthly income. That is courageous sacrifice. Sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise of literally just laying everything down on the feet of Jesus and literally praising his name on a continual basis. Being consistent as well at it. Courageous sacrifice will cost you something. What are you truly sacrificing for the kingdom of God? Do you expect God to suddenly lift you to a new level and there's no sacrifice? You know what? We look through the scripture. We look at Abraham, for example. We say, oh, we want to have faith like Abraham. We look at David and we say, oh, I want to be a man after God's heart like David. We look at Paul and we say, oh, Paul did so many amazing things. How can I just be... A person like Paul, even in my generation. But what we fail to understand are the sacrifices that they put in place to get to the place where they eventually got to. Abraham himself had to go, even if he didn't sacrifice Isaac, the whole thing was now in Isaac's mind for the rest of his life. Don't you think it may have affected their relationship? Or if you attempted to sacrifice your child and it didn't now happen, but both of you have to live in the same house after that. It's not going to affect your relationship. 
Or do you think God eradicated the memory of, from, of the whole incident from Isaac's mind? But most of the times I think what we think is we think that these things are actually not possible. We think, oh, maybe it's not for me. Maybe this kind of sacrifice is probably not for me. I, I don't think I can do this. I really don't think I can give my all to this. I really don't think I can put all my uh, efforts into this to really achieve what God wants me to achieve. That's the exact same reason that God sent his Holy Spirit so that he can help us. And the Holy Spirit lives in you and he guides you. For someone it may be you, you know that you, you, you sacrifice your time maybe for church. And a lucrative opportunity just comes for you to maybe use one of your Sundays to do something and you're then torn between should I or should I not? It's my time worth sacrificing for God. Courageous sacrifice involves a refusal to offer something that costs you nothing. The life that God has destined for you will never come to pass if you aren't willing to sacrifice the pleasures of the world. God is looking for people who would sacrifice themselves, lay their lives as a living sacrifice to him. God is looking for people who will segregate themselves from the world. God is looking for people who will look at the word and make it a part of their lives, segregate themselves from the world so that they can see the word of God may become manifest in their own lives. That is the kind of people God is looking for. It's not sacrifice if it doesn't cost you something. Sacrifice Secondly, would always be demanding. Sacrifice will always be demanding. Sacrifice will always be demanding. God says to Abraham, sacrifice your son and your only son. Sacrifice your son and your only son. Sacrifice your son and your only son. Sometimes sacrifice might involve something that you absolutely love. Maybe it's your sleep. You know, some people, you play with anything, but this, they are asleep. Just don't play with... Somebody is smiling. Let me not make eye contact. <laughs> Just don't play with their sleep. Take anything away from me, God. <laughs> but I must have this 12-hour sleep every night. How can you wake me up and say I should Pray. Pray. I can do it in the afternoon. Not my sleep, God. I'll take a day off and pray all day in the morning. Sacrifice will always be demanding. Sometimes God asks us to sacrifice things that we absolutely love. He would ask you to sacrifice something that you absolutely love. For some people, maybe it's money. Maybe it's just, you know, some people love the idea of they obviously are on this you know, boss lady life. I don't know why I said boss lady, but this boss lady life that they are just on the trajectory of achieving. Sacrifice will always be demanding. Nothing is costly to one who does not count the cost. God may say to you that, look, I really, really want you to Spend some time in my presence. God may say to you, I want you to be a blessing to another person's life. It may even be another person's life God is calling you to really bless. It may be another person's life that God is calling you to reach. It will be demanding on you. 
it will be demanding. Sometimes they may even not want it from you. Or the person you're trying to bless might even be insulting towards you. And you're like, but what is all this? I'm even trying to be a blessing to your life. But God has asked you to do it. It's demanding for you. They may not be worthy of receiving it, but that's not what you've been asked to do. You're not asked to judge their character on what you're receiving. God has given you an instruction and you ought to follow it. The instruction was very demanding for Abraham. Thirdly, and finally, sacrifice would only make sense when it comes full circle. Sacrifice would only make sense when it comes full circle. You see, what God is telling you to do right now may not make sense. The woman went and poured that expensive perfume at the feet of Jesus and it did not make sense to them. Why? Right now, when we're looking at it, because we've seen it full circle, we understand that she did that because Jesus had to go to the cross. Jesus himself understood it and he said, she has done this because my time is almost here. I need to go to the cross. Now we look at it and we see it full circle. We see it full circle that, oh, she had to make that sacrifice because Jesus had to do that. We see Abraham's Case, full circle, that, oh, he had to make that sacrifice so that God, because God wanted to test him. But when God was saying it to him and he was walking up to that mountain, it didn't make sense. God may be saying to you today, I really want you to lay this down. I really want you to, I really want you to give this to my house. I really want you to lay down your life in this way. I really want you to segregate yourself in this way. I want you to stop watching certain things. I want you to stop hanging around with certain people. Why? Because I've called you to something different. I've called you to something unique. I've called you to be a special person. I've called you to be a royal priesthood. I want you to stop using certain words. I want to separate you for a unique assignment that I've given you. But it doesn't make sense now. But if you would hold on that sacrifice will make sense when it comes full circle sacrifice would only make sense when it comes full circle you may not understand it now but it's gonna make sense it's gonna make sense you see I, I was reading the story of Jesus When they were about to crucify him, they were whipping him and the Bible says that they were mocking him and they said to him, oh, tell us, prophesy to us, tell us who's going to whip you next. They covered his eyes and they whipped him and they told him, prophesy, tell us who just whipped you right now. And I'm sure the disciples must have been then thinking to themselves that, oh, but he really, really said a lot of things. He really prophesied a lot. Why, why can't he deliver himself? A number of people, when they saw him on the cross, they said, if you're truly the prophet, deliver yourself. It didn't make sense to them. Why? Because he had not come full circle. When the apostles talked about it much later on in the book of Acts, you could see that because they understood it. They understood the sacrifice. Why? Because it had come full circle. You may be thinking to yourself now, God has sent me on this assignment and it really doesn't make sense now. God has told me to do this and I'm doing it, but it really doesn't make sense now. But if you would hold on, it would make sense when it comes full circle. Courageous sacrifice only makes sense when it comes full circle. It only makes sense when it comes full circle. Only makes sense when it comes full circle. Even though Jesus knew that he had to die, it didn't make it any easy for him. It wasn't any easy. 
to go through that whole pain, knowing that you have the power to completely come out of it. At one statement, every other, everything, he would have completely come out of that. But he decided to go through it because he knew the benefit that it was going to give to both you and I after it had come full circle. Sacrifices that we give to God. The sacrifices that we give to God. It's something that we must think about on a daily basis. We must think about it on a daily basis. Jesus sacrificed himself for you and I. That is the ultimate sacrifice. The Bible says that he so loved the world. He so loved the world that he gave himself. Jesus did that so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. He decided to be the one who would come and die for you and I. And he decided to give us this life. And if we would just consecrate ourselves and set ourselves apart for the assignment that he's truly called us to, he would completely change our lives. I don't know if you're here today or maybe you're watching right now and you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you started your Christian journey and all of a sudden you realized, I'm not sure I'm down for this. Or someone is listening who you say to yourself, I really can't do this. You looked at your friends and the lives that they lived suddenly looked enticing to you. And you say to yourself, I really can't do this Christian thing. And you've turned back to go back to the life that you used to live. Jesus is still at the door knocking today and he wants to welcome you home for some other person who is under the sound of my voice it's probably that you don't think that you're forgivable enough you don't think that god can forgive you today god really wants to do that he wants to come into your life and be your lord and savior when we get out when we become born again one of the things we say is we've given our lives to Christ. The Bible says that we ought to be living sacrifices. That's the first step in all of this. You need to sacrifice yourself and say, God, I give you my life. I want you to take full control of it. I want you to order my steps. Giving him your entire being. Being subject to the things that he says. God would never force us to do something. You want the sound of my voice? You want to give your life to Christ? Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? He wants to welcome you. I just want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today as a sinner in need of a savior. I ask that you forgive me my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and savior. I believe in my heart that you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord Holy Spirit I welcome you into my being order my steps to the glory of the Father in Jesus precious name in Jesus precious name if you've just said that prayer or congratulations to you welcome to the family of Christ if you're here in the house you rededicated your life to Christ please do not leave without having a chat if you're online right now and you just said that prayer we want to hear from you 
we want to be part of your Christian journey. We don't want you to do the journey on your own. You can meet fellow Christians who we can chat and talk together, encourage each other and pray together as well, even as we continue on this Christian journey. And it's our prayer that the Lord shall be with you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Royal Tribe Church Podcast. If you'd like to share how you've been blessed, you can get in touch with us by sending an email to contact at royaltribechurch.org or if you'd like to know more about us, you can visit our website at royaltribechurch.org. Remember to follow us on social media. That's Royal Tribe Church on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again for joining us.